Good evening, gentlemen. Uh, good evening. How are we all doing? Good? Very well. <laughs> I was until I nearly lost, lost me ear. That hearing aid is, is going to have to get fast-tracked after that. <laughs> uh, welcome in everyone watching the show. Uh, 10 p.m. in Ireland, 5 p.m. in New York, 2 p.m. in, in uh, L.A., where we were three, three weekends ago, boys. Uh, emergency show today. We've got a couple, hopefully, uh, at least one of your guests coming on. Been a crazy day. Uh, first off, at 4.27 p.m., it was announced that Aaron Rodgers is staying in Green Bay. We'll talk about that um, in a few minutes. And then, obviously, around 6 or 7 o'clock our time, it was announced that the Seahawks had decided, in principle, to trade um, Russell Wilson to the Denver Broncos. So it's been it's been a crazy day. Um, get you know get everyone's thoughts in tonight. If you want to chat to us, folks, you can comment on YouTube. We'll put the link on tw Twitter in a second, or tweet us, and we'll read them out as soon as possible. We're, we're presented by Trust Gaming, and we're also presented by Mini Arcade Systems and the College Football Classic, Erlingus College Football Classic, this August in Dublin. More to come on all of the sponsors during the show column. Uh, we'll start it off with you, man. How are you doing? I'm uh, fantastically well, Michael, uh, given uh, I was not in any way, shape or form expecting the Russell Wilson news. I had been convinced that with Pete Carroll back in Seattle, uh, that a 70 year old man was not going to want to rebuild. So I was uh, surprised and delighted when that news came. Uh, broke this evening um in in terms of aaron Rodgers, i i don't think it's particularly surprising i think that one had been known for uh, a little while but i think the wilson news is um a big surprise around the league i was listening to mike, mike florio yesterday's uh, show uh whilst i was commuting and he made it very clear that russell wilson is available and was available and has been available and that was the reason why the Washington Commanders last week were doing their utmost to get him because the Seahawks had made it very clear during the combine week that uh, he was available if the right deal was on the table. Um, I think it's fair to say the right deal was certainly on the table from a Seattle point of view um, in terms of the enormity of what was given away by the Broncos. And I think as the day has unfolded, I think it's been it's very clear to what Colin was saying that Rogers was never going anywhere. Because I read um, a piece today from a Broncos, a guy I can't recall one of the beat words, and he said, Fantastic for the Broncos to be in on both deals to the very end. I don't think there was any deal for for Rogers. And as today's played out, you don't you don't turn around the deal in which the Broncos have done today unless you're working on that for for quite a period of time over the, maybe the, potentially over the past week. But um, a lot to get through. But maybe we need to go through the the Rogers contract for us because that's monumental in itself. Because I didn't see a four year deal coming. I we all assumed it was a two year deal. And, would he play four years? Probably not, but it's a significant deal in NFL history for a quarterback. Yeah, and it's you, you know it's it's a big deal when we're when we're going live in the off season, and and that Aaron Rodgers deal is uh, is an absolute beezer. Uh, obviously, these figures aren't confirmed. Pat McAfee is uh, not happy with these figures, saying they're not true. Uh, four years, one hundred and eighty-three million euros over four years, one hundred and forty-one million guaranteed. Uh, that would make him the highest play, paid player in NFL history. It was first reported by Ian Rappaport uh, and Pat McAfee around the same time. And obviously Rodgers, as a result, will play in London this year. And the Packers have now franchise-tagged uh, Devante Adams. 
and so that that's going to happen but rogers has since come out saying there is no official deal in place uh i think he's you know he's had his thunder maybe put down a wee bit um but no look i mean for, first off for, for the for the packers obviously fans are delighted to get him back i'm just hoping personally that's um and i think just i think a lot of fans will say this that this that's the end of it now and congratulations darren for getting a, a big deal and he certainly deserves it and, and the pressure now will be on him to get a second ring i'm sure uh, with the talent around them and say uh, they've, they've, they've got a short window column because looking at the, like for example Devontae adams how do they structure guys next year to keep him there if if rogers is there and what brian said as well can you see him playing four years well i i think the the nfl is is not for long and all you ever have is the one year window you try and win it and then you you hope you can repeat but we've seen how difficult it is to repeat no matter how teams are set up so i think they're looking at it in terms of bringing people in it will be interesting to see the details of the the contract we've heard team friendly mentioned we've seen it and rogers himself say he, he signed nothing but it, i think ultimately this came down to Aaron Rodgers missing the the game against the the Chiefs in, in some in some ways, um, I, I think re- realistically the Packers thought we're always going to want to keep him. But um, Dylan Moran does a, a great piece in his first um, comedy special about potential and about how you should leave your potential alone because you'll only mess it up. And essentially, Jordan Love did that against the Chiefs. The Packers had a look into the future and they didn't like what they saw. And after that, they were going to give the Kings ransom to Aaron Rodgers and they were going to bring back Devontae Adams. I think for the Packers, they're looking at it. The cap is is supposed to go up astronomically over the course of the next few years. So I think they're going to look at it and say, you know, it's, it's money well invested, whatever way it, it plays out. And you're talking about a guy who's been MVP back to back. So, you know, you'd imagine the drop off isn't going to be spectacular. We saw Tom Brady play into his 40s. So for Rodgers, could he? I, I mean, yeah, but he's had more injuries than uh, Brady had. Um, but um, I, I think for the Packers, they're just looking at it and saying, if they, you know, if they are hoisting the Lombardi in February, they are going to see this as um, a job well done. I'm surprised I'm actually saying those numbers aren't accurate because they're the numbers that have been reported for weeks on end he was obviously going to be the first quarterback to essentially pull in 50 million a year so it's not too far off the beaten dragon column is spot on the forecast today an increase in the salary cap it's gone up by 18 18 and a half million i think based on last year and it's it's expected to go up again next year so they're obviously forecasting for that for jordan love i, I know column saying he was you know that game against the chiefs and i'm sure packers fans tonight won't care about me talking about jordan love. the fact is now he's going to be readily available for some team to Come in now, and I'd imagine by the draft he will have been traded. I mean, they're saying he, he's worth a, a second or a third, and someone will take a chance because I don't. I think teams will look past that game against um, against the Chiefs and think we've how many how many rookies have you seen our second year quarterbacks before when they get their opportunity? Don't do anything in their first game. They'll probably see potential there to bring him in and give him the opportunity to challenge to be the quarterback for their team. And the the Adams one didn't come as a surprise. I think it was. In fact, today was obviously going to be today, really. You know, we've been earmarking this day because the tag and they needed to get both of them back in for next season. So it's it's a great day for, for Packers fans. They need they need to finally go and deliver and put themselves in that Super Bowl because 
how many years now? Two years in a row, they've been number one seed and it looked like they were a slam dunk to go to Super Bowl and hasn't materialized. So the pressure will be back on next year on Rogers, especially now that he has the, the money in the bank. There's a lot to obviously get through tonight. We have a guest coming in a few minutes. And if you want to get involved in the show, you can use the hashtag Irish NFL Show. If you're listening to us on our podcast, uh, obviously after this time, folks, any reviews are greatly appreciated. Uh, yeah, like I agree with what you're saying in terms of Aaron Rodgers there. I think it's going to be interesting to see now because he's got one less quarterback in the NFC to worry about, you know, in the sense of Russell Wilson. And it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with, with Green Bay this season. I'm, I'm just delighted that we're going to get to see him play in London now I think it's going to be a great game regardless who they're playing um it's probably going to be an AFC team before we get um Ian on let's just look at the Russell Wilson trade details um so uh I had to update this I'm presuming this is correct Colin can correct me maybe if it's wrong and um, two first rounders I think this year and next year two second rounders and um, quarterback Drew Locke Shelby Harris and and tight end Noah Fant the Broncos obviously receive Russell Wilson um, and a fourth rounder. That deal is in principle and is reliant upon Russell Wilson agreeing to that trade, which, well, you're hoping Adam Schefter isn't reporting falsehoods. I think the conversation is interesting because Brian, Brian's made the, you, you were saying about the picks already, Brian, and, and, the, and the players. I personally, if you look at the players, I, I think Seattle's been shafted. I mean, like that's Drew more Locke. about the picks, to be honest. For me, um, players come and go. Um, I think it's the enormity of what's being given up. Essentially, look, I let Colin go first. He's yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. he's the Broncos fan. It's a, well, you are the Broncos fans. It's your opportunity to say it as you plenty say, of time, plenty of time. Yeah. Well, I think what one of the interesting things is the fact that they turned down more from the Commanders to take the the Broncos offer, and I, I think ultimately um, this. This comes down to kind of see Seattle kind of putting themselves in a in a hole. Um, the with the the trade ultimately the the Jets have um, have possibly been the reason that the Broncos were able to acquire Russell Wilson. I I think as, as long as Wilson plays for three years, then essentially you know you it's it's a good deal for for the Broncos because. The Broncos have had all of the first round picks over the last six years, but have been unable or unwilling to find a, a, a quarterback. Does Russell Wilson make the Broncos immediate Super Bowl contenders? Um, no, but does he make you, um, you know, fun to watch and much more competitive in what is now possibly the most stacked division in football? Yes. So for that reason alone, it's um, it's absolutely uh, worth it. For for my money, as a as a Broncos fan, we have been um, suffering over the last few years, and this immediately elevates you back into the conversation. George Payton had to do something in year two, and he went out and he did it. Look, if, if George Payton in four or five years' time will always be earmarked against his trade now, like essentially whatever happens throughout the next four, his time as GM, he's the man that made this trade, so he'll live and die by this trade and. You know, if if it comes to fruition, there's one getting back challenging for a Super Bowl. He'll he'll be he'll be the best GM in, in years. It's boomer bust as I say. You know, um, I do think they'll be challenging within the division whether they can get to a Super Bowl. Like it's not just the division. The AFC is stacked. You've got Burrow. You've got Lamar Jackson. It's you know when you compare it to the NFC, it's you know it's it's complete, it's night and day. And um, from a Seattle perspective, 
I think they're going to go for Malik Willis in the draft. Um, you know, they would have looked at what he did at the combine. I know combines are combines, but he has similarities to Russell Wilson. He's a younger player, obviously, he's coming over Liberty. And but you, from what you saw last weekend, what you see the footage, he just trades there, similar to Russell Wilson. And they're in at nine now. You know, I wonder will they try to even move up again, you know, potentially with the Giants at seven, uh, because the Giants are going to look to pull out at seven spots. So. Will they will they go quarterback? Like Drew Drew Lock is not going to be the quarterback there. Let's be honest. We know that. You know, he's not going to be a starter there in Seattle. I don't think Pete Carroll would have accepted that as part of the trade. It would have, he would have been, I think he'd be satisfied with what he's got in terms of return on players. And I think he he'll be happy that he has an opportunity now within the top ten to go and take a younger quarterback. And maybe that will re-energize him to, you know, look for a rebuild. I know Colin didn't think for a long time that that's why the deal wouldn't take place because he wasn't interested in the rebuild, but maybe. Maybe his hands are tied, but certainly think that where they are now in the draft will allow them to certainly consider a quarterback. I uh, just a big hello to Laura and also to Fred in the comments and everyone watching online as well. Folks, really appreciate it. Good to get a bit of chatting, especially a few weeks after the season's over. Some some big news today and big news ahead next week of free agency. We'll be back on Sunday as well for a St. Patrick's Day special. I'll give my thoughts on both maybe after uh, our first guest, maybe our only guest. I don't know. It's this this the joys of going live unexpectedly. Um, delighted to welcome Ian Sinclair back to the show. Ian was on the show uh, around, call him, am, I, am I correct, in the draft, talking before the whole Aaron Rodgers madness uh, started. Ian's from Malhai Report. We were fortunate to be in his podcast last week. Ian, um, how are you? You all right? I'm still on a daze. I had I did not see this coming because we touched on it on our podcast with Adam Malnati when you guys were on. We didn't even think Russell Wilson was a possibility. That was not something that we even contemplated because we didn't think the Seattle Seahawks would make him available. But we, what we didn't realize, and I've had this in my head, and I've told Adam this a couple of times, is the only way that it would happen is if he wanted out. That is Russell Wilson from Seattle. And <laughs> since the news, I've just been in a daze. I sent out a tweet joking uh, the Will Ferrell character, uh, the Will Ferrell character from Talladega Nights, Ricky Bobby. After he did his first race, I don't know what to do with my hands. I, I, I've been in that in that state for however long since it's been announced. I still can't believe it. The Broncos finally have a franchise quarterback. The last six years of this hell are over. I have some breaking news for you guys. Jimmy, yes, Jimmy I just seen the email. Go for yeah. it. Go for it. Jimmy G has been traded to the Washington Commanders. No, he has not. Are you serious? What a day. <laughs> what a day. <laughs> so we better hang on oh. to the, we better hang on for another hour. Someone else will be traded within the next hour. Sorry. Oh, we, we, has, has that actually just happened like live yeah. in the last few yeah, seconds? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who has who's reported it? It's Schefter. Sorry, I did jump in on what Russia. Ian said, and yeah, we'll we'll come that we'll come to that there. Ian, my 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 chest has has not been this sore in years. I uh, I was like gonna have a nice quiet evening, got a lot of work to do, and then boom, I was driving home from work. Rogers stopped on the motorway, done a few tweets, and then boom, I put four or five missed calls, and then yeah, like uh, sorry, I'm jumping on Brian's question here, but one thing that we sort of talked about a wee bit, and we haven't really been into too much. You know, looking for a lot of people watching this, maybe not be Broncos fans, but fans of the NFL. 
this turns the AFC into a complete bloodbath. And, and the, the AFC West now, Ian, is something that, you know, my God, you can literally put them in primetime games, both these games. And usually, you know, after Peyton Manning, after Broncos, or even before Mahomes was in Kansas City, those games were at the end of the season. But now they're really, you know, high-end premium games. Oh, absolutely. I think you're going to see Russell Wilson versus Patrick Mahomes on Sunday night football two day, two times a season. You're going to see at least one of them against Justin Herbert on Sunday night football. And you mentioned the AFC. What's fascinating about this is I cover sports betting. I, I'm a, an analyst for PlayColorado.com. I run some other sites now for Katina Media, which is a part of uh, gambling, sports betting, all that stuff. And I've been looking at the at the odds for the Broncos. And after the Aaron Rodgers news, the sports books in America adjusted their odds from around 2000, plus 2,000 to plus 3,000. As it stands right now, the Broncos are at plus 1,200 to win the Super Bowl. That's better than the Cincinnati Bengals. What were the Bengals? The Bengals were 50 to 1, I think, at the start of the season. Something along those lines last year. Yep. And right now they're plus 2,000. So the only teams with better odds to win the Super Bowl right now at DraftKings Sportsbook in America are the Bills at plus 650, the Chiefs at plus 700, the Packers at plus 800, the Rams at plus 1,000, 49ers at plus 1,200, tied with the Broncos, which is just fascinating to me. That shows you the value of a quarterback. And I think Broncos fans know that. I think fans of the NFL know that it's a quarterback driven league. And we've seen the Broncos. We touched on this on our podcast. I asked both of you, are the Broncos a quarterback away? And my answer to that was, it depends on the quarterback. Well, with Russell Wilson, the Broncos are no longer a quarterback away. Um, Ian, I, I suppose I, I'm interested in kind of looking at that a little bit further because obviously Wilson is a phenomenal QB and, and we've talked about QB-driven league. But at the the Rams didn't just bring in Matthew Stafford. Alongside Matthew Stafford, they already had Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey and they brought in Von Miller and Odell Beckham. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers did not just bring in six-time Super Bowl champion Tom Brady. They also brought in his friend, Rob Gronkowski. They brought in Leonard Fournette, playoff Lenny. And they drafted, like, in Tristan Wirfs, arguably the best right tackle in the league. And in Anton Winfield Jr., an absolute superstar in the secondary from day one. So I, I'm interested, like, in terms of looking at the, the Broncos, looking at maybe some, some of the other pieces, the, the lack of production on the edge last year, and, you know, maybe the with Shelby Harris gone, the D-line, and potentially the, the O-line and around the right tackle. Do you think that, you know, the Broncos, get, you know, I know the odds change and people react to the news, but are the Broncos serious in terms of going deep in the playoffs and making that playoff, that Super Bowl push? I think so. I, I think because when you look at the trade and what George Payton sent to, to the Seahawks for Russell Wilson, they still have, what, four picks in the top 100? So if they want to get back into the second round or even at the bottom of the first round to get that right tackle, if there's somebody there, George Payton has the capital to do that. So they can get that finally, the right tackle that has been a problem since John Elway took over and Peyton Manning was here. And I, in terms of the edge, I think 
I would be shocked if Von Miller does not come back to the Denver Broncos at this point. There was a tweet from Andrew Mason, uh, a friend of mine and a friend of, uh, of yours. He sent a, a tweet of Von Miller's Instagram where he was with Russell Wilson. And of course, Von Miller sent that tweet on Monday about running it back at the 5280. So I think there's your edge. Peyton has the capital to get a right tackle. And the thing about Russell Wilson, and we've seen this with Peyton Manning, a great quarterback covers up a lot of a lot of issues on your offensive line. Now, obviously, they'd still need to get it figured out, especially at right tackle. And if that's through the draft, whether it's signing somebody, the thing that's getting lost in the sheer excitement of the Broncos trading for Russell Wilson is they're now attractive destination for free agents, but also for potential buyers. That's what the, that's the magnitude of this, of bringing Russell Wilson to the Denver Broncos, because now players are going to want to play here and owners are going to want to buy the team. So I, I'm excited to see what, what George Payton does with free agency. They still have cap space to make moves in free agency. I, I mentioned it earlier. They still have the draft capital to get the players they need. It, it's an exciting time, finally, <laughs> for Broncos fans. Ian, I just said prior to you coming on that this, this, the enormity of this deal doesn't get done, you know, in a quick time. This, this, some, this is something they would have been working on potentially over the past week at the combine, and the Rogers situation was, was probably well known that he was always going back to Green Bay, and it was never really on the cards that, that the Broncos were in. I know people were speculating, but the enormity of this deal, this would have had to be in the offing for quite some time. I would have thought. Absolutely. And it would have had to have gotten the approval of Russell Wilson because he has a no trade clause. So he would have had to have been in on these discussions. He would have had to have given the Seahawks the okay to make the trade. Obviously he did. And then you have to work out the details of a trade. And I think it's been reported that it's, this has been in the works for two weeks, whether it was Adam Schefter or Tom Pelissaro. Uh, Pelissaro with NFL Network was the first to get this out, I believe. So this has been in the works for a while. So I absolutely, you're right. This is not going to come together over the course of five hours because Russell Wilson has to give the okay. He obviously did. That then allows George Payton and the Seahawks to, to get the details figured out and how the money is going to work. It's not just the capital in terms of players and draft picks, it's also the salary cap implications and the money that either stays with the Seahawks and then comes over to the Broncos. And I think I know when the deal started to be discussed, uh, we were in Radio Row a few weeks back and he, Russell Wilson happened to pass by us. And I think Colin well, just tipped him on the shoulder and had a word of him. But we can thank Colin then, because Colin <laughs> probably was wearing his Broncos get up and he said, we could use you in Denver, Russell. Look I, think the the, I, think, I think it was the neck, the neck brace that you had him in. It was um, the pints of Guinness he was promised. Yeah. Just there to confirm, because I had a few, like, just to see people commented. Uh, Jimmy Grappolo has not been officially traded to the Commanders yet. Um, yes. I would like to thank the fake Adam Schefter account for that. And Ian, we have you mortified now, because for the last six minutes, you thought that Jimmy Grappolo was a Commander. I'm presuming that's the name. Yeah. Obviously, uh, a show in where we got Packers fans, Broncos fans, all NFL fans watching this night. We're getting comments about Germany games, everything. Let's look at the, the guys that are going over. Drew Locke, Shelby Harris, Noah Fant. Now, um, Noah Fant especially, still quite young in the league. Shelby Harris, very well respected in Denver. What are Seahawks fans who might be 
you know, understanding me. Like, I mean, lads, like you, you know Michael Lavery tonight. He's absolutely heartbroken. What, what are Seahawks fans in Ireland, the UK and Europe, you know, what can they take solace from here? Because obviously, uh, well, I don't know about Drew Locke in terms of longevity at quarterback, but uh, two good guys are in different positions. You're getting a great guy in Shelby Harris. You're getting a guy who will do it on the field and off the field. Noah Fant, I, I think it never really worked out here. I, I And I'm not sure why, whether it was injury stuff. He, he did have some, he did have flashes, but in terms of the quarterback, it's all going to depend upon what they decide to do because do they draft Willis? Do they go a different route with that number nine pick? Do they just bite the bullet and go with Geno Smith and or Drew Locke and then see what happens in 2023? I'm not sure what the Seahawks do from what they do or where they go from here because I never thought this was a possibility. And I, I always compared it to John Elway and Dan Reeves in the early 90s, where there was talk of potentially the Broncos moving on from John Elway. That's the magnitude of this move. Russell Wilson is in that conversation as a franchise quarterback. You don't, Broncos fans need no reminder, they don't just grow on trees, no matter how often John Elway or whoever is shaking the trees to find franchise quarterbacks, they just don't fall out. So, where the Seahawks go from here is going to be determined on what they decide to do at the position and when they decide to do it. I'm not sure I can give them solace other than you're getting a great guy in Shelby Harris and you're getting a young tight end who has a lot of upside. I think there's a clear disconnect between the Seahawks marketing department and how the fans feel this evening because that Wilson tweet that went out from the film Castaway has upset a lot of people. <laughs> And I think they've they've thus deleted the tweet. I think they were bullied into deleting it. Uh, I think I think that's a, a shame because ultimately he's gone. What what are you what are you going to do about it? I, I do see uh, me, Mina Kimes and the Cardinals uh, Twitter account have uh, have had some um, good banter certainly this evening. But you know, I suppose as Michael said, we we have fans from uh, you know all thirty two teams watching, and um, one of the obviously with the Broncos out, but one of the things I suppose all Broncos fans would have been looking at the draft and, and potentially who might go and, and Brian was saying that he thinks, you know, Willis might be the, the guy the Seahawks go after. But for looking around at, you know, maybe some of the other teams looking at, at QBs, um, in terms of the guys you think might go towards the top, who are who are you looking at at, at QBs that you think, is, is it Pickett? Is it Carl? Who... Who are your guys in, in the upcoming draft? I, I think it starts with Willis. I think he has the most upside. I think he flashed the, the, the times that we saw at the Combine, and I get it. Some call it the underwear Olympics, but at, he still flashed. He still had his moments. And I think that's what you're getting with Willis, is you're getting the most upside from a young quarterback. He has the ability to make plays with his, with his legs. We saw it with his arm. It's just a matter of coaching. And I, I think the comparison to Russell Wilson is apt. I, I, I'm i not sure if, obviously, I'm not comparing the quarterbacks, but I'm comparing the style of play. And I think that would seem like a natural, seamless transition for Pete Carroll and the Seahawks to go from Wilson to Willis. So we'll see. The other ones, it, there's not the same upside. So I don't know if teams are going to take the risk. Obviously, when it comes to quarterback, you have to shoot. 
and hopefully you make your shot. The Broncos haven't been able to do that. And I'm just glad they don't have to worry about it now. Uh, I get it. This is an NFL show, but I, I cannot tell you how excited that I am that I never have to, I, well, I don't want to say never, but I don't have to talk about this as a Broncos fan again. So I, I'm, I'm sorry for Seahawks fans. I'm sorry for Commanders fans. Apparently the Commanders put forth a huge offer, but Wilson didn't want to go to the Commanders. I don't know why that would be. I guess he hasn't. I guess he looked at the franchise the last three decades, but it's, it, it's not the, it's not the best draft to look at a quarterback. So I think it's going to be Willis and then we'll see what happens with the rest of them after that. Ian, uh, yeah, you're right there. Obviously, apparently there's rumors going around that the, the, the commanders rang Kansas city last week as well. And asked about the availability of Patrick Mahomes. I, well, mean, I would have loved this. for asking this. They've rang every team in the league, according to the reports over the past few days. I think the only thing you have to offer the Chiefs is just like a lifetime supply to a buffet for Andy Andy Reid. Maybe that might at least whet the appetite a little bit. Last one for me, Ian, right? And it's sort of a double question. First off, um, do you think the trade represents good value in the sense that you're looking at draft picks for two years and not three years that many outlets reported that Aaron Rodgers would have commanded from the Packers because it you know you could look at it as a two-year project where you have the offense and the defensive players there um, and, on, and then also um Broncos Rams open up a season do you think if Von Miller goes back I think that would be a, a fun a fun way to start the season especially since Wilson has played the Rams for the entirety of his career as a division rival so I could see that happening in terms of the capital and the trade I I think George Payton nailed this because he didn't have to give up any of his young pieces. He didn't have to send a Jerry Judy or a Pat Sertan or Javante Williams or a Cortland Sutton or a Tim Patrick. And he still has the cap space. I think that's the one thing that when you look at the Rodgers, Wilson, what are you getting? What are the Broncos gaining? They would have lost a lot of cap space. And even after this trade, the Broncos still have close to 17 million in cap space. So that allows them to go out and get those pieces that Colin Colin mentioned earlier that they need to address and they need to fill to help round out the entirety of this roster. And I do think, like I said earlier, I'd be surprised if Von Miller is not back. And then they only to get two year, two first round picks. The Broncos still have a second round pick, which they got from the trade with the Rams for Von Miller. They still have a third round pick. They still have a fourth round pick. So they have the ability to move back up. If there's a guy that George Payton, Nathaniel Hackett, the Broncos like, they can move up and get. So I, I not only do you get your franchise quarterback, you have cap space still, and now you're an attractive team for free agents to come and play for. Ian, I think you've done a really lovely kind of summation and you've encapsulated the hope and the excitement that exists in Broncos country this evening. It's great to, to see smiles on faces. Uh, we want to thank you for taking the time to, to join us. For any of our viewers or listeners, you can find Ian over on Twitter at Ian St. Clair. He also writes, as he mentioned, for Play Colorado and for Mile High Report. It's a great podcast there with Adam. So, Ian, we thank you. Uh, hopefully, we'll be welcoming you back to the Irish NFL show again in the not-too-distant future. 
but uh, go and enjoy your your afternoon in uh, in Denver, uh, sipping on uh, the the sweetness of uh, Russell Wilson and uh, the Broncos having a franchise quarterback. Thanks, guys. It's always a pleasure to join you. It was great crack, and it's a fleeting sensation. The last six years have been less than hopeful for the Broncos, and it's finally come back. So thank you, guys. Always enjoy it, and looking forward to it. Absolutely, Ian. Thanks, man, for support. Talk to you soon, man. All the best. Thank you, Ian. Uh, great, great to hear from Ian, and you can get Ian at Ian Sinclair and at Mile High Report and at, at Colorado Play. I think it is on Twitter. If I got it wrong, Ian. I'm sorry. Uh, great to have Ian on, uh, and at such short notice as well. Um, I really, I really want to give my uh, thoughts on these trades, but maybe we'll keep that for the end of the show and have an argument like Ant and Dak and Saturday Night Takeaway or something like at the end of the show. Show, uh, Brian. There's a few other things today. Um, yeah. Mike Williams for the Chargers got a three-year, sixty million dollar contract. Um, the Chargers are putting the putting the bag in, but they're happy enough. Yeah, well, he was a standout wide receiver for for them last year. I don't know he went through kind of a a lull between I think between week eight and week twelve, but he came back to you know he came back to form towards the end of the season. He saw what he could do in the playoffs. Sorry, the game leading into the playoffs, which wasn't to be for them, and the previous week against the, the Broncos, like he's he's really kind of come on and okay, he wasn't getting it from the Chargers. I think they were they, there was never a case of him. You know, he. I think his agent made it very clear in the past week. If you're not going to pay him, he's going to look elsewhere, and he would have got the money. So for the Chargers, in light of what's happened today and the division itself being so competitive, the Raiders got to the playoffs last year. You know, they needed to keep him. So it's a it's a good deal. And like, there's a few deals today, and there's a bit more information on Deshaun Watson's court case coming up this Friday, and uh, we might get a resolution a lot quicker than we thought. So. There's other stuff going on in the background and we haven't even touched on uh, Calvin Ridley. I'd, I'd love to have a conversation on his uh, his antics as well. So, but look, today is the day for uh, Russell and, and Rogers more so than I'm, I'm happy to talk about it. I've I've got I've got 45 minutes or so free here now. Yeah, Colin, I was actually going to come to Colin next, but let's just try and switch, switch topics. The Sean Watson Friday, you know, there's teams crying out for a quarterback. Uh, you know, not not crying out for it, but trying to get that franchise quarterback. Um, do you want to look into the future? Is there any <laughs> NFC East teams, for example, or NFC West teams looking at the Sean Watson now going Saturday morning could become a... Well, he comes with an asterisk, which is, um, you know, the, the reality, no matter what happens on, on Friday. Um, I, I, I personally would say that the you know the the Washington Commanders would be the team I would think would make the most sense because Dan Snyder I don't think is going to have an issue um, with that asterisk and so to me that would have been one to to potentially keep a, keep an eye on um, we 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 have to to see how it plays out um, you know and and what if any punishment the league might decide. Um, to dole out because remember the league haven't acted in any way shape or form um, on on things and we've seen the the league act in in the past um, on allegations um, so if, if things if there were to be more than allegations after Friday we'll, we'll just have to to wait and see um, but obviously the the the, the, the bans that the the league has issued in, in the past um have been nothing in comparison to what uh, Calvin Ridley um you know to lose a, an entirety of, of a season is um is quite something 
Yeah, Brian, Calvin Ridley banned for at least the 2022 season for found guilty on betting on sports. There was multiple uh, social media comments about this. Some analysts saying, why didn't, why didn't he just get his cousins to do it like the rest of the league? And I was like, oh, okay. But then also whenever Calvin Ridley started tweeting, Brian, that, that for me was just the uh, yeah, we, it's we, March. We, it's silly we, season. You know, when you're explaining, you're losing, as they say. Um, it, look, this all kind of kind of rolls into what I was going to say about the Calvin Ridley because I do agree with Colin. I think, look, we've been hoodwinked, but I've, I've had four people text me saying uh, Garoppolo has gone to Washington, so they've, they've hoodwinked me and they've been hoodwinked themselves. Um, look, it's obvious that Washington um, are in for a quarterback no matter who they get, and I think I would agree with Colin. The owner is not going to be concerned about whatever allegations are going on in the background, and it was very evident from our interview at the Super Bowl with Coach Rivera that he is keen to get a new quarterback. You know, it's evident by the last week. I think Inevitably, that I think that's where he will find his home. I think he'll end up with the commanders, and yeah, he might get some kind of suspension from the league. But the inconsistency of the league is, um, for certain, uh, let's just say off the field issues, you might only be banned for six games. Uh, I think Washington would look at the long term view in terms of if he was to be banned for, for six games, they would still have him for the proportion of the season and leading into the future. But for Calvin Ridley, uh, who spends $1,500 over the course of five days, which essentially meant he bet on Thursday night football the course of a number of games on Sunday afternoon and probably leading into Monday night football. And he's been removed from the league for a year where he wasn't involved in any of those games or with the Falcons. So whilst I totally understand the league don't want players getting involved in that because it takes away from the game itself and the how, you know, if common practice of the game, when you're literally signing contracts with every betting option that's available come Vegas or come other parts of the States week in, week out, and you have teams continuously promoting betting and you're watching Red Zone on a Sunday and they're continuously talking about fan duel and getting you to bet on the game coming up on Sunday Night Football. I think it's a bit hypocritical of the league to go and give them a year ban. I certainly think they could have looked at reducing that ban or certainly just implemented something. But again, there's no stipulations. Roger Goodell seems to make up the rules for every situation as he goes along no matter what the incident which is which is annoying in a way and uh, for the falcons they're going to save 12 million on the cap this year which they badly need because uh matt ryan has taken up 48 million which we discussed last week so the biggest in history um the situation obviously calvin ridley is receiving support for mental health issues and we wish uh him the best and i'm not condoning what he's doing i'm just saying there's there's a the troubling part for this is there's no consistency across the league yeah 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 i, I agree completely a uh, couple of other ones because i don't want to miss out certain teams this is great because we're getting around a few things here before i give my mic drop take uh column titans didn't hide didn't tag harold landry and cam robinson with the jags has been tagged again i mean is the man in jail in jacksonville or, or what's going on or what's the crack well, look, I suppose the hope in Jacksonville is they've got in a head coach who's um, won a, a Super Bowl. So, you know, they might be going in, in the right direction. And I think it'll be an interesting one to see what the Jags might do this offseason in terms of who they bring in in, in free agency because they, they really need to give uh, Trevor Lawrence a couple more weapons, a bit more protection. I think certainly a tight end needs to be a, a, a top option for for the, the Jags. And um, in, in terms of the, the Titans, the, the Landry one is, um, 
it's an interesting one and and um i i saw you know some discussion amongst titans um fans and media earlier and they were saying that he you know if you look at maybe and it, it's how you weigh this up and how teams kind of look at, at stats and analytics and, and there'll be different approaches so um ultimately his his the number of sacks were really good but if you dig a little deeper in terms of the number of pressures um that that he got they they weren't that good and so the feeling was that perhaps the titans felt that it was and he overproduced and he wasn't capable of, of doing that again and therefore that's why they weren't going to do it but certainly you'd say that like you know he he was impressive in, in what he did last year and if you if you were to take somebody like Trey Hendrickson, right? We talked about him last year in the way in which he had a career year for the Saints. And sometimes what can, that can mean in terms of, you know, players get the money and, and did they rest on their laurels a little bit? Well, certainly that wasn't the case. Trey Hendrickson went and had himself a career year on top of a career year. Sometimes this can be, you know, the players say if, if they're not, if they haven't been tagged, they really want to go out and prove themselves. So, I I imagine there will be a robust market there for um for him. It but it is one of those ones where sometimes you can be a bit surprised, right? There've been times where we've thought there'd be big markets for certain players, and all of a sudden, you know, you go through the first wave of free agency, the second wave, and they're still there. But to me, I imagine there there should be a market there for him. Um, Colin was talking to us about tight end being picked up by the Jags and um, some interesting stuff today I was picking up on regarding tight ends. Gaziki was, was franchise tagged by the Dolphins and uh, David Joko was tagged yesterday by the Browns and Evan Ingram, who won't be back with the Giants, thankfully, um, who's been very inconsistent for a player who was, you know, he spoke about him being the next Kelsey when he was when he was drafted. Um, he simply tweeted tonight with a smiley face, nothing else, because he knows now he is at the top of the market for tight ends come next week, and he will be well looked after and financially secure, I'd imagine, come this day next week. Um, Christian McCaffrey, boys, yes. uh, the Panthers are listening to trade offers for Christian McCaffrey, um, and there's, there's a lot to happen over the next week, and it's going to be a very interesting weekend. I know we're talking about, like, News comes out Monday, Tuesday. I, I I think we're gonna get stuff Saturday, Sunday. Personally, it's gonna be chaos. Happens. It's gonna be chaos the next ten days. Uh, how many games, Brian? Has Christian McCaffrey missed over the last two? Years? He's missed more games than your man McShane were thrown over the last two years. I mean, the man's missed twenty odd games in two years. I can totally years. understand. Yeah, I, I I get it. It's the same with Saquon. Like you know, like in terms of why you would consider trading. You know, I guess for the Panthers, it's about the value. They want a fourth round pick in return. I think teams are holding back because they feel they can get him for a second and maybe come draft time they'll pull the plug and someone will give it one but you're taking a chance because he just he just can't stay fit aob before i give my rant or take anything else in the league i can think about obviously henry hodgson was in jeff jeff reinbold's show tonight uh basically saying that the teams in london do not have to play the ninth game uh, of a different schedule and he did state on this podcast that teams that are in the international marketing for a certain country can prioritize themselves not just to play home games, but they can try and prioritize themselves to play away games as well. So you can read into that as much as you think. The Jets are a marketing team in the UK. I personally think the Packers might play the Jets. Um, now, if I didn't say that correctly, Henry, 
I'm sorry, but a very good interview with Henry and Jeff. And uh, the American um, American Football Ireland League starts the Premier Divisions, Division 1, Division 2 this weekend. Go out and have a look at the games, 1 o'clock Sunday. There's loads of games, American Football Ireland, uh, .ie, I think. If just Google American Football Ireland. Um, all the games are there. Any, any of you boys going to any games this weekend? Not this weekend, no. I might go up to the Craig Avenue. So hopefully I'm going to try. There's a, there's a game in UCD, is it? In Trinity College, I think, this weekend. I think that's what the guys were contacting us about. Yes, sir. Colin, are you going to go in again? I'm going to try and, and see. Um, I'm, I'm definitely uh, enjoy. I've been to a load of the games, um, obviously, when I was uh, working in, in Trinity and, and UCD used to go along and always um, good good crack. But I will admit, like, I, I will be probably checking the, the weather uh, before venture, <laughs> venturing along, I'm, I'm a bit of a fair weather fan when it when it comes to life. But wish everyone um, the best luck. I saw that um, Lee, Liam Ryan, who is uh, now the um, the OC uh, down in in Limerick, and uh, look, he's looking forward to to their season. So uh, I would say to to people, if you do get the opportunity to go along, it is it is worthwhile and um, it is it is good fun, and the people involved. Uh, in the sport or around the the league, we've met a lot of them. Um, a lot of them were at Jeff's um, coaching clinic, and um, really good people. Yeah. So it's great after you know the last two years where it has been so stop start, and they've only been able to do bits and pieces that it is uh, back. Michael, you, you said about the going back to the NFL. You're saying about the next week in, in particular being really busy before free agency even gets going. I mean, you're going to have teams who have to make difficult decisions with players over the next week, cutting players like Kyle Van Noy, who's been a really good player for the Patriots the first time, and then obviously he's come back from the, the move to the Dolphins. He got released yesterday. Like, he's a good player for any team to pick up, but you're going to see really significant players who, just because of cap reasons, can't be kept on. So I'd imagine over the next week, we'll see, there'll be a lot to get our, get our head around in terms of players becoming free agents, not, you know, not off the back of last season, but more so because they're being cut. In advance of free agency start it's a key few weeks before the draft and yeah just to go back very quickly and you're going to saying uh ucd belfast knights on sunday craig avon cowboys against the west dublin rhinos uh trinity's playing the donegal Derry vipers so shout out to all those boys uh ul vikings back for the eagles and if, if i put this game wrong because i think the jets might have been promoted apparently the ni razorbacks are playing the antrim jets if i don't get the craig avon i might get the antrim i don't know boys we'll see the crack um might have to head down your boys next to the woods if they take away the fuel, the fuel uh, tax uh, tomorrow. We'll see the crack. Maybe I might come down for the crack. Um, I, I just I just want to talk about Rogers here, right? Um, well, not not Rogers, but I want to talk about Wilson. That today has been mad, and I haven't really had a chance personally to process it. I was going to come on here laughing and stuff. And I just it's 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 going to be it's going to be obviously professionally separately from the show. It's going to be great great crack to watch a, a great division. Um. Brian, I, I genuinely think I, I think this is a good deal. I, I think like I look at Shelby Harris and I, I think for he's done such good things in Denver and like through Locke. <sighs> I I lads honestly I don't see what the benefit here is for Seattle. Maybe in the short term with some picks. If you look at some of the draft picks this year, especially on the defense side of the ball, okay, but like this is the two year gap for this team. Like I've sat through Paxton Lynch, Trevor Simeon, Drew Locke. Who else, Colin? Uh, go Keenum, on, I can't even... Flacco. Flacco, forgot about that. Case Keenum. Uh, who else? The other guy began with B. I've literally forgot his name. 
Brock Osweiler. Brock Osweiler. So I'm Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater as well. Uh, I'm believe me, as somebody has paid thousands to want to go over and see some of these lads, I'm happy enough because the talents there. I do think it sets, and this is going on a general basis. I think it sets an interesting precedent like for the rest of maybe not this year, but for next year. There was talk from multiple outlets saying that Rogers would command three first rounders at a minimum. The Broncos got him for two firsts and two seconds. It's a two-year thing. I'm happy to throw the dice because if you're in a division and you got Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Derek Carr, and you're having to play them lads twice a year, never mind the rest of the, of the actual team, I think they have to get someone like Deshaun Watson. It's about damn time that there's another team trying to get Kansas City down because, as we said before, Kansas City have got $35 million contract with Patrick this year. I'm sure it'll be restructured like every other good team does, but... You're right in what you're saying, boys, at the start. This AFC is anyone's guess next year. I think it's going to be a, it's going to be a hell of a year. Titans, Bills, Chiefs. Wets wet, wet the appetite already for a season that's so far away. No, I agree. It's just like the deal made sense, makes sense. Totally makes sense. I was just saying, like, it's like any deal. I'm not just saying because of the Broncos. Any GM will always be now based on that. And, you know, in four to five years' time, walks out. He was a legend. He did the, you know, he brought back the good times. He brought back the challenging. Broncos team that you want to see if it doesn't go well and they don't get themselves to the playoffs in two or three years when they have no when they have no players coming in from draft top you know people will say it differently again right now it's the right deal it, has to, it, it was always going to be the right deal it was, it was I'll take it I'll, I'll take it and run but uh, yeah Packers fans lighted as well and there was a lot of Packers fans over the last week column that were messaging us tweeting us saying they've never got to Lambo or even like I've seen the Packers in Baltimore, for example, they're buzzing about this game and they are going to get a ticket and a half. If they can get a ticket to this game, I mean, this is going to be a ticket. I think this is going to be worse than trying to get auction tickets back in like 2006. You're, you're not going to get one for this. It's a, yeah, this is um, this is Garth Brooks in, in Croke Park uh, type territory. <laughs> I imagine NFL UK are, are delighted. I... I don't think it was, um, we talked about a surprise. I think what is interesting, though, is Andrew Brandt, who, you know, was essentially, it was the GM for the, for the Packers. He had been th- kind of thinking in recent times, I think it was, and he, look, in fairness to Andrew Brandt, kudos to him, right? As a, a, a now media guy, his willingness to put his hand up, but admittedly got it wrong. Um, you know, you'd love to see everyone kind of do that. Uh, but he he had said like you know if you've been married for seventeen years and your wife you know or her spouse or husband is taking se- uh, two and a half months to make a decision as to whether they want to continue the marriage is that a bad sign? Well, no, apparent apparently not. Um, uh, you know it it all uh, it all went um, Aaron Rodgers' way. It'll be interesting to see what the the Packers might look to do as as well. But this is you know talk about it. It's already a stacked team, right? And to have that stacked a team coming to London, I, you know, it it will be phenomenal. So it, does, it won't matter who they're playing because Packers fans will travel in huge numbers. We know that. We know the the numbers of dedicated and hardcore Packers fans there are here um, in Ireland and uh, across in the UK. So we know that there'll be a huge turnout. Um, happy for them because you know i suppose as a fan of a sport right you it, it's good to see a guy be a one team guy if if it is to be that way because he is such a, a legend and he's so synonymous with the backers so i'm, I'm pleased for them that uh, you know he is going to finish his 
career there and that they will get the opportunity to see him on this side of the Atlantic um, before he rides off into the sunset. Can he get another Super Bowl ring before he does that? I've seen Rodgers twice and I've seen him get beaten twice, so I'm go- I'll be going for the hat-trick this year. Uh, to keep the neutrality, have we anything else to talk about? No, I think I'll ask a question. Uh, how much is a thousand liters of oil in the South, boys? How much are we? How, how much are we looking at? I'm scrutinised that, but there is a report saying that where our price of petrol has been reduced uh, by twenty cent a, a liter. You think that like, you think the Broncos have spent big on Russell Wilson, boys? Buying oil at the minute is is a bit of a disaster. So hope you know. Godspeed, everyone watching this show. Uh, here, shout out to Keith, to Stephen, um, to Laura, the Fred to elusive poet to everyone i think chris as well everyone commenting on twitter tonight to neil blair in dublin saying that the broncos are still the third best in the west thank you neil i know you love the chiefs steve collins saying great to see ian on with us ron uh jeffrey reinbold has just texted me saying good show boys uh, i told jeff about the russell wilson news on facetime and that's this was his face you can imagine what he said. <laughs> Are you me? So that was, yeah, that was live earlier on. But yeah, boys, mad day. We're back on Sunday. For We're back on Sunday. So there, there's that. There's an interesting comment, I think, from Keith around um, Gizicki and, and whether mm. he will fight to be tagged as a wide receiver. So that could be yeah. an, an interesting one. If Gizicki gets uh, tagged and fights and, and gets that, does that mean that Devo Samuel is a is, is a running back? Because uh, I don't think Devo is going to like that. Um, I, I think I there's would... a difference of around ten million if he gets tagged as a wide receiver. Yes, I, I think Gronk to the Bills is you know that is a strong possibility. I don't. Do you imagine that him. happens? Also, to get the Bucks in here as well, Chris Godwin. Who boys nobody ever told me he played in Dublin a few years ago. Didn't have a great game in Dublin now a few years ago. He was tied tonight by the Bucks as well. We've got around it nearly a third of the teams here tonight. Anything else with any other team before anybody else? Gets uh, what I would say on the Goblin was where he tagged them last year with no sign of a deal. It looks like the deal is kind of, you know, very close. And I think that's he doesn't want to play on the tie again, but I think that both parties are coming to the table and I'd imagine the deal will be done very quickly. The yep. one thing we haven't had a chance to do because we haven't seen Mark since that. Uh, boys, I think Mark's still in LA. I don't know where he is. Or what, what well, he actually, well, he's not far off LA. He's in Palm Springs <laughs> yeah, at the moment. <laughs> um, tell me this to, to end the show, right? And we can use this for some audio jingle at some point this season. What's more likely, lads? Uh, Tom Brady coming back or Stephen Cluxton coming back? Brian, I'll start with you as the dub in the house. Tom Brady will play next season. No, he won't. And I actually, no, I never thought I'd say this. I hope he comes back. I really do. Really? Because yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. And I'll tell you one thing: he certainly won't be going to an AFC team. That's for sure. He'll stick with the NFC. No, I genuinely do think he's going to come back. He was on um, another podcast last week. Oh God, I can't recall the name of it. Someone very unusual, which I was surprised to hear he was on. But he said, uh, "Yeah, he said um, he's he's glad to be back living in his in his number one household, as in the proper home. But come June, he might see things a little bit different." And he said that on the podcast last week. Column. but where uh yeah like the the brady he seems to be making hints but look who who knows in in terms of what might happen i will say just in terms of other things 
could the Seahawks, if they're going full rebuild, if, depending on if they could, could they let go of others? I know um, that might be I painful for, um, yeah, Lockett, DK. And the other one who is a free agent is Rashad Penny, who had really came into his own last year, a guy who suffered a lot with injuries. You know, the Bills need a, you know, a, a running back. Could he go there? The, we know um, what Mike McDaniel can do with running backs. The Dolphins need running backs. Could he? Could he go there, or you know, could he go to just down the 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 coast to the the Forty ers There's going to be so much that happens. It you know, it started today. It, every year it starts, and, and in fairness, Brian has called this out in the past. It's it gets earlier and earlier, right? So usually you're talking about like it used to be like the 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 first day. Then it started before that. Now here we are a week early, and I think yes, you're going to see more and more because there's plenty of QB dominoes to to fall, and every every owner, you know, the Colts, the Colts are the other one. Like what's going to happen with Wentz? So. There is so much to happen between now and uh, the the start of the official tampering period. So keep an eye on it. Yes. Back uh, Sunday night, 7 p.m. for a St. Patrick's Day special. St. Patrick's Day is not until Thursday, but it's the first Paddy's Day in two years we're all going to have outside. So no, we aren't going live. But uh, it's going to be a good crack. Some great guests coming up and we'll announce it on Saturday. Who knows what will happen between now and then. But uh, lads, thanks thanks for coming on. It's a short notice. Thanks to everyone that's commenting there. Uh, Neil Logan saying Brady could be the backup to Wilson. <laughs> Stephen Mee saying Brady the Titans. Kevin McManus, Brady the Boyhood Club 49ers. And Keith is asking for a mock draft show of Irish fans. Let's try and do it. Let's see the crack. Uh, Stephen saying don't tell Trey Lance. Let's see the crack, boys. Uh, tell you what, though, just to end the show, think of where the Seahawks team was a few years ago and that defense and that offense and Pete Carl. This is the end of an era for Seattle. Uh, what a day. Season Sunday, yeah? See you then. Take care. Good luck. Good luck.